I was in St. Louis and I was doing a show on Halloween at a comic book store. That show was fun. There was just not a lot because it was Halloween and the crowd there was not having any of it. We had some wow. great comics, they just weren't having it. And all I can remember is I was sitting and talking to another comic and we were talking about, he's like, yeah, I was at the comedy store back when Williams was doing it in the 80s. And it, when he was out, he would just listen to other people talk and he would accidentally say these jokes. It was all innocent. Yeah. But what he would do is he would pay you a lot of money so comics would then start saying their jokes loudly around Robin <laughs> so that they can get the money. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, fair. He's probably going to say it better. Yeah, yeah I, I went up and I tried to act like I'd created the Mork character and yeah. that I got thrown out. That didn't work. with Dan Bublitz right, Jr. Yes. with Tape Deck Productions, yes. which is a small studio recording platform for independent comics yeah. and comedians. And right now, the ball's getting rolling with a bunch of really amazing podcasts. Um, right, podcast network. Podcast, podcast network, yeah. and it's going to grow to also have like, comedians and like showcasing their work there, and I, I really can't wait for that to happen. His flagship show, The Art of Bombing, moved there, yeah. and he's working with me with a podcast called Panel Picks, where we talk about right. comic books, both yes. big and small, and trying to get people to go out and buy books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just read True Believer, the Stan Lee biography yes. from a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm not a, I haven't even seen most of the Marvel films but the Lee story was fascinating yes great book it, yes and something to my age and in the book they talk about that 94 to 97 was a real low point in yes, sales and all uh, that I don't recall anybody really being into comic books un- in unless, my time and then it got so huge again yeah but. unless you were reading very specific books like the 90s of the dark periods yeah. for the big two Marvel was going out of business and being bankrupt and that's why right. we have X-Men and Spider-Man at different companies because their big three characters were Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the Hulk. Yeah. Um, and honestly, unless you were reading image books at the time, like Spawn, Savage Dragon, Witchblade, Youngblood, etc. Right. Or, uh, yeah, you weren't really reading comic until there's also Watchmen and Dark Knight, but what, like specifically like the book-to-book ones. Yeah. And there were a lot of gimmicks out there. It was a rough patch, but... Were you always in comic books from... I was, little I was or, a little kid when yeah. I remember specifically there was two shows or three shows that we, me and my twin really wanted to see. It was Power Rangers and Batman and Superman. The Batman and Superman animated shows at the time. Yes. And my mom went, no, <laughs> on Power Rangers because it fights too much. Wow. was what, what she said. And I love you, mom. I just think <laughs> it's because Power Rangers is annoying and I respect that. Yeah. I respect any parent that goes like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and just pivots. And yeah, we started watching the Batman animated Superman show. And as twins do, we picked Lane. Jade was Batman 100%. And I'm Superman till I die. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what got me into it. And I remember our first books, Jade got Ultimate Spider-Man number 27, which I also read cover to cover. He fights, Peter Parker fights the Green Goblin. And I got Superman Confidential number nine, I think it was, where Superman and all of Metropolis turns into Atlantis. And Superman is mind controlled. It is an okay book, and it learned my biggest fear, which is buyer's remorse when oh, it comes yeah. to comics. 
Was it, it was expensive? No, it wasn't just, very good. Oh, okay. It was, it, I was, I, it, it's trying to harken back to those old Silver yeah. Age books where like Superman had super telepathy and Superman had a little puppet him that would go out and fight crimes for him and then come back and absorb into his body. It was trying to be reminiscent of that and I was... 10 and I didn't understand that level of <laughs> irony or uh, wackiness in camp. I didn't understand that. <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One of the things in the book, Stan Lee had an early in on the Power Rangers mm-hmm. and then they passed when he would have been like a billionaire yeah. from what happened with it and the rest of the people thought he was nuts. Fascinating character. He, yes, incredibly. Fa- I'm actually. I've been reading a lot of early Stan Lee works. Like I've been reading his Ditko work. Oh, him yeah. and Ditko with Spider-Man, and yeah. so I'm currently reading issue 43 of Fantastic Four. It's uh, he's a. If you've read about the Marvel method, about how he read, yes, like yes. it was just a lot of script. Yeah. He did a lot of the word, and then like Kirby would plot out the actual right. plot. And if you go, Spider-Man came from literally Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, and if you go to, I think it's still there at Union Station, the Spider-Man exhibit. Oh, you yeah. get to see a rare Stanley script, and it's huh. just him I, writing I the dialogue. It. Yeah, it's really cool. I that now would appreciate that more. I'm the same way with Lucas. I'm not like a huge Star Wars guy, but the world building I find fascinating yeah. and incredible what they did. Mm-hmm. Even if Stanley's was a little bit, I'm in that whole world of the comic books and the. Which the Marvel method was really a huge step forward, except yep. then the rights weren't clear. But there's some element yeah. of that in comedy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I was at the comedy store once when, and someone was like, Robin Williams is in the house. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. And then later on, he was giving out money, and they're like, he pays, pays people because he stole their Yeah, and that's just this thing. And I hadn't heard that. Then when he died, I heard that I heard story that. a lot more, but it was true. But the Marvel method, for those of you that aren't familiar, was essentially a bullpen of creation. Creatives yep. and artists, and, and Stan Lee was more of actually the executive producer kind of figure. He'd be like, "Here's a list of things," and sp- yep. literally Spider-Man. What is it? You guys figure it yep. out. But then the credit for who got what. But in any art form, music, and, yeah. comedy, even it's films. Nebulous. Exactly. Uh, I'll break that down in two ways. The issue, th- reading issue 33 of Amazing Spider-Man. It's the one, the very famous one, where Spider-Man is under a bunch of rubble and he's trying to lift it up. Ditko plotted, here's what happens on page one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and draws it all out. Stan Lee comes in, adds all the dialogue, and yeah. adds all the thought bubbles and the text on top. And that was their method at the time. Comedy, and that's why also we say, hey, who's the creator? We usually credit the writer and the artist. Because if you close your eyes and thought, Spider-Man, what's the first thing you think of? You probably think red and blue. Right. That's it. Or a good example is Venom. Venom starts from a 14-year-old sending in a script, a Fantastic Four script, and Spider-Man just happens to have a black suit. Editor <laughs> at the time goes, hey, most, and I, I, got to, I was lucky enough to talk to him at a free comic day, and he goes, hey, this is mostly crap, but <laughs> I will buy the rights to that Spider-Man idea because it's cool. And then they use it in Secret Wars, where he just has a black suit, it's alien. Cool. Todd McFarlane then, and someone else that I can't remember, says, what if that alien is real right. and, and become something really evil and sinister comes in oh created venom yeah <laughs> was it that 14 right. year old or was it Todd McFarlane yeah. who is it you know exactly and sometimes it's the singular force that's like it's this and I'll die mm-hmm. on that hill and I'm not and other times like Casablanca famously yeah. was like no one knows who wrote it they all thought it was going to be terrible there were multiple editors yep. it's a classic yeah why just because it is so when you're in the preliminary phase of starting a podcast network 
I just do it once. Yeah. I'm like, wow, a network. That's scary. How's that been going? What goes into that? Dan is the most professional man I've ever met. <laughs> he is so smart. I am. I have to see it like secondhand. Yeah. You know, I, I get. To, I'm. And before that, it is just planning every little detail. Yeah. Star music gonna be like, how are we gonna promote it? Here's SEOs. We got to talk about what that means, and we have to just really get every little detail. Streamyard and setting up our background, setting up how we talk and formatting, and everything, and like all the images, because I ran running the light. Yeah. And I did it with WebRise. We did great. But when I was right. doing it by myself, it was just like I would learn these things on the fly. And this was just, it felt like we had a script Bible yeah. already with Dan. And it's like, okay, help. <laughs> yeah, help. And it's like, cool, we're going to launch it on this day. And we're going to keep moving forward. And we're going to have Tape Deck promoted. That's the name of the production company. We're going to have Tape Deck promote it. I'm going to promote it. You're going to promote it. And. The podcast itself is going to promote it. We're going to keep getting it out there, and we're going to talk about it, and it's going to grow, and it's okay. We're going to have this goal by this time, this goal by this time, and that is the most reassuring thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I assume it's that. Then times it by six or seven. <laughs> but it really is just finding the one and replicating just different yep. genre or topic, style, whatever. To a degree, it's like promoting, a, it's like making a stand-up show. Yeah. You know, I'm the artistic director, which means I'm right behind the producers watching how they book and whatnot. And what you do is you find one thing or how one show is made and you teach other people how to make it and you keep growing and growing. And then that is how you can have other people run so many different shows so that you can see this thing grow over the course of right. years. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. When will the full network be up and operating? You know, I don't have a exact plan, but sure. I do know that so many people have also reached out to Dan and there's already a lot of stuff moving in the background Yeah. that I think it's just growing every day. And I can't wait for Tape Deck. And I already know it's going to be this amazing resource for independent comics who are at that level where they're, I'm touring, I'm going out of town, I'm getting good paid gigs and I'm on festivals. It's time for me to press something or it is... I have this amazing, awesome podcast. Let's move forward. Yeah. And it's nice to have somebody who is in the paint fighting these stand-up battles with you that goes yeah. like, no, I know that. Let me get the setup for you and let me work with that. And so I think it's just growing every day. Stand-up teaches you a lot of good BS detecting and yeah. if it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And those just instinctual things are oftentimes yeah. dead on right. Exactly. There was something about two weeks ago that the cynical comic in me was like, something isn't right about this. And yep. I found out what it was, but I was glad I did. I'll mm -hmm. leave it at that. Yep. But awesome. I mean, a lot of exciting things coming up as when spring starts percolating here. Exactly, yeah. Jeremy Plum taking over the world. Have you created any comic books of your own? Any characters? I have stuff in my brain that I've had for decades, <laughs> yeah. and I have plotted out pages, I have plotted out, actually scripted out pages and whatnot. I've never pulled the trigger, just because I'm... I will get on stage and do the dumbest stuff on here for 10 years, <laughs> and I feel proud of myself on some days. When it comes to writing down a story, whether it be poetry, comics, or a novel, I have the biggest sense of imposter syndrome, and I go, nope, I'm, I just, I'm not smart enough, I don't know it yet, so really? I guess I'll leave it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. What does Jeremy the teacher side tell Jeremy the cynical self-doubt side? You don't need an encyclopedic sense of knowledge in order to do something. Yeah. The fact that you already have these ideas, write it down, try it. 
Here's the thing. Uh, what I'll tell you about is what I learned in stand-up is you're gonna suck at it for a year and that's okay. Everyone sucks and that's okay. As long as you keep doing it and you love it and if it fills you with joy and love, you just keep going, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move forward on a comic book character. A year <laughs> I'll come back and we'll talk about now you've got your lead Ditko. You know what, deal. One. There we go. Deal. We're shaking on All it. All right. We're moving forward. We're evolving. I guess. Live on stage. Yeah. Jeremy Plum, thank you so much. Thanks thank for you. all you've done for the scene. I really oh. appreciate it and getting to know you. I've enjoyed it and excited to see all the cool stuff you got coming. So thank you. So let's uh, do yeah. it again and you'll give us an update. Of course. If you want to know more about me and my updates, yeah. you know, uh, I am Plum Jeremy. That's uh, P-L-U-M-B uh, on all the social medias. That's not X. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you go, I like comic books, but I don't know if I'm really a, a, that big of a nerd. That's who we're for. Just yeah. So follow Panel Picks on literally every social media platform. That's not X. It's Panel Picks Pod on all the sources. Yeah. Uh, and if you are a stand-up comedian that wants to know more about Tape Deck, again, it's Tape Deck Media on all the social media. That's not X. <laughs> That's all we got. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Really enjoyed it. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thanks.